It's been recorded. Got it. Yeah, we're live. All right, let's do this. One, two, three, four. Welcome, welcome to our little mini podcast about basketball this time. No football, just straight college basketball. So I'm with Vivian, as always, our super expert in all sports, except probably foot soccer. I am. <laughs> and Alan, our other expert, like basketball is his main thing. So these two guys can you know, dissect the bracket better than anyone I know out there. So how are you guys doing? How how is life treating you this week? It's pretty good, Milton. You know, happy as always to be back on the pod and talking about a very very interesting uh, bracket that's sort of unfolded here now that we're the day before the Final Four games recording. Uh, Some quick bullet points, really, to, to kick us off, I guess, is this is the first time that we're looking at a Final Four that has no team east of the Mississippi. Uh, if you are an expert in USGO and sort of like college sports, you know that there's some powerhouses on that side of the country uh, calling out the ACC Conference, the Big East. Uh, we're seeing none of these guys in the Final Four, which is a big surprise. Again, first time ever. A big showing from the Pac-12. We got UCLA, USC, Oregon State, University of Oregon all making good runs, especially you know UCLA. More to come on that, but UCLA in the Final Four as an 11 seed. Uh, and we have two number ones who, who made it through uh, all of the carnage that was this bracket, uh, Baylor and Gonzaga. But super excited to talk about all this stuff with you guys. Nice. Um, well, I'm turning the steering wheel to Vivian because as all these bullet points you just mentioned just makes me feel like I'm totally an ignorant when it comes <laughs> to this conversation. So Vivian, please take it over for me. And I'll be here chiming in with my ridiculous comments. <laughs> Sounds good, Milton. Um, cool. Definitely, definitely brush up for next year, though. So you're not the, yeah, the, the taco learning. of the bracket. Oh, totally. Um, but some... Some major, major news happened in the course of like the past week and a half or so in college basketball outside of the tournament. So I think the biggest one actually happened yesterday, which is the head coach of the UNC men's team, Roy Williams, actually retired. And he is like a legend in college basketball. And when I heard the news initially, I kind of thought it was an April Fool's joke and it wasn't until you know I started watching all the the coverage on ESPN where they're you know recapping all the highlights from his career that I was like oh wait this is legit and you know I'm a big UNC sports fan it's a kind of a long backstory so mm-hmm. kind of sad to see that he retired but some big highlights from his career Milton's give me some background on how Please. like great this guy is so he is actually the second winningest coach in UNC basketball history and third in Kansas history. And he is the only coach with 400 wins at two different schools. Mm. So if we were to turn it into NFL terms, we're talking about someone like, well, two, not Don Shula, 
Uh, maybe Vince Lombardi? Nah, that's too much. Anyway, <laughs> please keep going. Um, I'm not sure, but he actually also has the sixth highest winning percentage in NCAA history. And, you know, he's led this UNC team to three NCAA championships and was basically the consensus uh, national coach of the decade from like 2000 to 2009. So pretty impressive career. Wow. He's he's turned out, you know, 32 NBA first round draft picks and 52 Whoa. NBA players so far. Obviously, you know, there will be some from the current UNC team that will definitely go into the NBA. So this guy is just like legendary. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think he'll be missed for sure. I think you highlighted a lot of the big points of, of Roy Williams and who can ever forget also the infamous meme that, <laughs> that he is a part of, of him walking into the locker room and everybody cheering. He's a, Quite delightful guy in, in basketball, in the basketball mm -hmm. world. But yeah, I mean, this guy's a guy, you've highlighted a lot of the big points. I think one metric or number to walk away is this dude's won 77% of the games he's coached uh, over the course of over a decade of coaching. So uh, really, really impressive stuff. It's unfortunate not to see UNC make, make it this far. That was certainly one of the Cinderella's that I was putting my money bag on. Uh, didn't work out in my favor. Definitely not. They definitely were not a UCLA or um, a Loyola, Chicago, whatever school that is, <laughs> who made quite the quite the run uh, through the tournament. So big shout out there to to Roy Williams. Um, I think uh, really quickly. I think if we wanted to chat about March Madness and the tournament so far, everything that's unfolded, I did put a list together of. Calling out some of the names, you know, if you if you had these names in your bracket or you went managed to make the virtual trip to Vegas, the sportsbook, you're probably a winner. Uh, these names are Oregon State, uh, uh, you know, a team that didn't even wasn't really on the radar, only made the tournament because they miraculously won the entire Pac-12, so they got that automatic buy-in. Uh, unfortunately, went down, oh, it went down in the Sweet 16, but wow, what a run for them! UCLA, of course, in the Final Four. Uh, powerhouse team, powerhouse program, but not really looked like they were going to do a big run this year. But, you know, first time in the Final Four since 2008, really led by their transfer. Uh, Mr. Johnny from Kentucky, transferring back to Southern California, where he's originally from. USC, led by Evan Mobley, the uh, consensus, either number one or number two NBA pick, one of the best college players around, leading his team all the way. But unfortunately, they ran into probably now you can more confidently say Gonzaga, the number one team in the country. Yeah. Really just, it was not much of a game there. Uh, Syracuse, mm -hmm. Loyola, other two to call out. And here's a list of teams that I'm like, if you bet you're maybe a thousand bucks or just like a decent chunk, you're probably a millionaire, but obviously wow. that would only be if you, <laughs> this was such a long shot, but uh, Alaline Christian uh, taking down Texas in what was one of the craziest games I've ever seen, just in fact that Texas played one of the worst games in their program's history with 20 turnovers in the first half and still only managed to lose that game by just a handful of points. A couple of plays go their way and they win it, but a foul call in the final minutes and Alaline Christian takes the huge upset. If you had that team winning that game, uh, you must be a millionaire right now, <laughs> unless you happen oh, to put that place that bet without much money there. 
Uh, and then the other team, even bigger as well, is Oral Roberts, making it all the way to the Sweet 16, and in fact, almost taking down Arkansas. You're one of the few Americans that had that team in the Sweet 16. Uh, hats off to you. You are probably are also a millionaire, but for the 99.9% of the rest of us, you know, we could only just talk about it, but insane numbers there just to recap some of the things. <laughs> Why I is that? I was this close to picking them. I was this close because I was like, world, sounds like something with dental health or I don't even know what the heck. <laughs> but it was such an awkward name. I mean, it turns out he's a pastor, right? So, so whatever. But I didn't know that back in the day. And I was this close and I made the switch at the end to the other team. I think Ohio, because they were they started off with Ohio, so I was just going with all the Ohio teams. And I feel so dumb about it now. So yeah. Kudos oral Roberts, whatever. Yeah, it's impossible. I would say it's impossible to feel dumb just because it's the it's it's a millionaire right chain of luck. <laughs> I was going to do it. Yeah, well, Milton, yeah. maybe next time you have that prevailing gut feeling, you know, open up a virtual sports book and uh, put your money next on year, it. I'm going to go with all the Christian teams, like from like, you know, the Northwest place. You know, they are because they are anointed by the spirit. So maybe I'll do it. Yeah. And sometimes you just got to commit to something like that. You don't have to, but I totally went into this was like, I'm going to just totally commit to the West Coast. And there was a couple teams that I didn't fully go all the way in, which Oregon State. Had I done that, man, I'd be looking at a pretty good bracket. I had UCLA, UC. I didn't have UCLA going this far either, but I had or- University of Oregon. I had USC going pretty far. Um, Would have wished I committed to to Oregon State a little bit better, uh, but definitely my bracket right now is fourth in the S four pool that we have going. <laughs> so if I can Kevin. just get the yeah, if I can get the final right, I think I might win this. But my final oh. is Gonzaga versus Houston. So Houston is the slight underdog going against Baylor, a powerhouse team. Just kind of cleaning up outside of that Villanova matchup. But um, Baylor, I think, is the favorite in that matchup. And on the other side, Gonzaga versus UCLA. I think you need to be totally crazy to not pick Gonzaga as the favorite. But obviously... Anything is possible, but uh, I'd see quite the long shot as Gonzaga is looking to potentially win this thing without losing a single game this year. Currently 30-0. Could they do it with the perfect record? Maybe. They got they got a big three. Uh, Jalen Suggs also showed up big against USC, really making Evan Mobley not look like a top-five player in the country. Uh, so anything is possible here. Yeah, right now it looks like Gonzaga is favored. It's minus 14. Um, UCLA has been playing really well, though. Um, they've done enough to have a chance to win late in all of the games they've been playing and making big plays like down at the end when it really mattered. But I, I think I would take Gonzaga on this one. Yeah, they are definitely the, the favorite. I mean, if you look at their path, it's just been totally dominant. The closest anybody got to beating them was 16 points, which was against <laughs> Oklahoma. Everybody else, we're talking plus 16 uh, point victories. If UCLA can do it, it'll be probably the biggest victory in their program's history <laughs> to go to the final in the fashion that they have. But Johnny, Johnny has totally been impressive again. 
their, when you look at their path to getting to this Final Four, that game against Michigan, two-point victory, totally clutch performance from the team all around. Johnny just going out with 28 points, 11 for 19 shooting. Dude had over 50% of the team scoring. Like he's still, When you talk about putting a team on your back, this is literally it. Um, Gonzaga brings a lot of big players, tough defense, uh, size. So it'll be gritty there. Um, now on the other side of the bracket here, Houston making the Final Four for the first time. We haven't chatted about them since 1983. They took down a gritty Oregon State. Uh, almost, they got a close win in the Sweet 16, almost giving up that 17-point lead that they had going coming out of the first half. Uh, a team to make it this far again is also a program that's hungry to really revitalize themselves as a basketball program. So a win here would go a huge way in terms of them being able to recruit future talent. Uh, Baylor, the number one, probably the slight favorite in this matchup. Another team that hasn't made the Final Four since 1950. Uh, known uh, for football, they've always had a notable football program. And for basketball, they've been there. But now it's like if they can make it to the championship round, they would also be huge for their program. Yeah, I think Houston, though, you know, they've kind of had a much easier path to the final four. You know, the last mm-hmm. what is it, teams, four teams they played, they're both they're all double digit seeds. So going up against Baylor, like that's a massive step up coming from what they've been up against. Yeah, definitely, and that's why I'm putting my my change in in Baylor's uh, bucket for sure. That's the team I'm I'm gonna go with there, and we might have a, a one versus number one final here with Gonzaga and Baylor. Uh, Milton, I'm not sure if you had any thoughts on this Final Four matchup. Are you do you hinge on any favorite, perhaps a favorite mascot from one of these four? Well, I I did take your advice, and this Gonzaga te- uh, team has has really paid off dividends for me. At least that kept me from being the taco of the league. Uh, so that makes me happy because I, I'm going to be in the finals for sure. Uh, on the other side of the bracket, I just have excess, excess, excess everywhere. So I'm going all for this Gonzaga. I like their bulldog. Uh, and yeah, I'm all in for a team that has a weird name. So again, I should have picked Oral Roberts as well, but yes. <laughs> Oral Roberts. <laughs> Sounds like well, it'll name out there, haunt you. But... Yeah, I think ultimately I'm going to stick with my bracket too. I have Gonzaga winning this whole thing. They're still in this. Doesn't looks like to me they're our favorite against UCLA. So I'm going to still hang on that. And uh, if they do win this, and it's, at least if the final is Houston versus Gonzaga, then I think I have a really solid shot of winning our pool. So I'm crossing my fingers there. Vivian, I'm not sure. Did you have a different thought here on who who's going to ultimately take this thing? Uh, no, I would go Gonzaga as well. Um, I think it's going to be Gonzaga and Baylor, but I think if if it is, if it does end up being Gonzaga and Baylor, it's going to be a really, really fun matchup to watch. I think definitely bet the over on that. They're both, both teams have really stout offenses. Um, but I, I would take Gonzaga. I feel like if you're Gonzaga, like, and you make it to the finals, like, you have to win, right? You have to keep that perfect record. Um, and there's just going to be, like, that much harder of a drive from the team to try to get the, the, the championship title. Right, totally. could totally be the whole, like, uh, Mario Kart thing where you're kind of just, like, you get that little boost 
and that might be the the little mushroom they got in their back pocket that takes them to the final and <laughs> ultimately maybe wins this final game. Uh, but definitely sounds like we are all on the Gonzaga uh, band bandwagon here for for today. But but Gonzaga could be like the Patriots of two thousand seven. You know they were undefeated and everything, and then at the end they ran out of gas. Could that happen? It could happen, man. Could they could also, yeah, they could be the 2016 Warriors best team coming out of the regular <laughs> season and uh, fall apart in the finals. Um, oh, that happened. Def- I didn't know. Definitely, definitely possible. But I will say, historically, dominant teams usually tend to come out on top. But yeah, obviously, there, there's always a chance of breakdown. Okay. Even though there's this curse of the supposed to, I don't know if you heard it. I heard it from this podcaster. Uh, from football but if you're supposed to you know you're supposed to win uh sometimes that plays against your uh against your odds so let's see i'm excited let's see if this kurtzky curse keeps on giving yeah definitely i am excited too for this potential final and of course also watching these final four games unravel tomorrow I'm like kind of sad that it's coming to an end. I feel like March went by really fast and this tournament <laughs> went by really fast. Yeah, definitely. It was a very, it's been a very non-traditional sports year. So the fact that they've been able to put this together as quickly as they have, uh, definitely huge kudos to this, you know, all the people, this working staff that really worked hard to put this together for all of us to watch out in Indiana it's hard work, I'm sure, to make this all function, the logistics of it, especially given the current scenario of COVID. Only one game that I know of had to really ultimately be you know, thrown out the window because of COVID, that University of Oregon game. Uh, I'm not sure I remember VCU, yeah, against VCU. Uh, so if that was the only one that happened, I, I was certainly thinking that more of these would happen, especially considering how many teams you're bringing from across the country. So the fact that that only happened is, man, got to tip my hat off to the staff. It's been without controversy, of course, the whole um, disparity between the women's basketball team experience versus the men's was definitely a big call out and rightfully oh, so. Yeah. So outside of that, you know, I, I don't want to call it a hiccup because I think it's more than that. But outside of that road bump, I think, the the NCAA has tried has done its best and the people have done a good job of making sure that this still happens and once obviously there's a there's a I think there's a lawsuit going on right now or investing independent investigation going on between the women's experience versus the men's experience so also curious to hear what the outcomes of those are that's right and I have and I was gonna bring this up to you I'm glad you um, mentioned it because how come we at F4 firewood or whatever we're called nowadays how come we didn't do a woman's bracket? Aren't we being complicit about all this? Yeah, I, I mean, that's a good call out. I think when you talk about like bias, I guess there it is, right? The implicit bias is we <laughs> assume that there's always a tournament. And when we fill out a bracket, it's going to be the men's. And that's what it's always traditionally been. Honestly, I'm not even really sure there's a platform out there that we can do this for a women's bracket. So it's a good call. It's on the ESPN. It is. There we go. So next year, I think that is definitely something we should do. Uh, and it is a good call out. I mean, I think I saw discussions around this where it was like, we shouldn't call it the NCAA March Madness bracket. We should call it what it is, right? It's the NCAA men's March Madness bracket or the NCAA 
women's March Madness bracket, especially at the NCAA uh, layer of it where we have Title IX and things like that. So teams distribution of college revenue is equally. So women opportunities should be the same as men opportunities. So I think also access to, to this side of it should also be equal. So next year, for sure, we're having both, right? Yeah, I, I'm down. Or, or boycott the men's and just do women's. <laughs> <laughs> I say we do both. Get people double the chances, right? <laughs> to, yeah. to potentially win. The more, the merrier. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Anything else to add? Or should we call this a wrap? Uh, nothing else to add, man. I just kind of, I think I've, I've been impressed with everything. Very non-traditional year. A lot of teams, I think, that won that maybe in a more traditional year wouldn't hard to say but ultimately i think we got the the hottest four teams in the whole tournament right now you would have liked to see ohio state here right you would have liked mm -hmm. to see some of the teams that have we thought were really big players coming into this but you know march madness is the reason that carries that name because things happen okay uh how did we do at s4 like did you see a good competition uh there were like four no-shows, like they signed up for the bracket and they they didn't do nothing. So that's weird. Uh, but overall, I think everyone was pretty involved, right? And Kevin, as always, he's always there. He's this guy, third place in um, in the batch bracket. Right now, he's currently first place. Always a threat in fantasy football. Uh, uh, forced to be reckoned with. Uh, we'll have to interview him again soon, Vegan. But... I think that's it for today. Let's wrap it up. So, good luck, everyone. I'm going to try to get this guy out today by the end of the day, since I think we did a very good podcast and there's no curse words to bleep out or anything. So, perfect job, guys. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you for the rhythm. And let's call it. Have a great weekend, all. And may Gonzaga, Baylor, or whoever you backing up, Maybe favorite win. And we'll see you next week with more football talk from the Out of Your League podcast. See you all. Boom. There you go. <laughs>